Hello, welcome to Cotton in a Rocket Ship. I'm your host, Lennox Mars Jr. This is season two, episode seven, and we are going to call this episode Black Scene. The reason that we're going to call this episode Black Scene is because we're going to discuss the vaccinations for COVID. And and why the black community is very reluctant on having this vaccine tested on us. And so let us begin. So as of recently, in uh, recent news, we've been discussing the, the vaccination for COVID-19 and the director of... Um, of this, uh, of the pandemic of, what is it? he's pretty much a director Fauci and he's uh, the foremost leading mind on all this uh, viruses and pandemics in the United States and he said something very interesting, he said black people should be the first ones to take the vaccine because a black woman helped create the vaccine, which is true. Black woman did help create the vaccine, but I thought it was odd that he would make that statement. And it seemed like it was pandering to me. And um, a lot of times in the media, we were seeing, well, I've seen, I wouldn't say we, but I've seen that there is a lot of smoke and mirrors for this vaccine. And um, they're telling you all the good things about the vaccine. And I'm very leery about that. Whenever someone tells you, and this is just goes for anything in life. Whenever someone always tells you the sweet and never the bitter. Be leery of that person or be leery of that product or service. Because they'll never tell you the side effects or the drawbacks or anything that might be negative to your health. You know, it's almost like someone telling you sugar, sugar is good. Sugar is good. You can eat every day, but then you end up getting diabetes or some type of other uh, issues with uh, your health. So I'm very skeptical. But going back to the uh, the vaccine for COVID-19 is some of the the pushback because only there's only a 14 to 15 percent um, approval rating in the black community for this vaccine so close to almost 80 to 85 percent of of African Americans are not uh, interested in taking this vaccine and um, I would tell you some of the reason why one when COVID came out um, we were the most affected by COVID Um, our numbers were through the roof and there's some of the issues with COVID is because we have a lot of black people who are uninsured. We have a lot of issues with healthcare in the black community, with healthcare not being provided or healthcare being substandard, even when those individuals have the means to healthcare. So the effects of COVID ravishing our community, um, it was um, it was travesty. I can't. It was a travesty, and I can't um, say it any other, any plainly than that. But um, moving forward, not only that the vaccine 
and the rollout has been a travesty um, in the handling of the issues of COVID, which we were the most affected. There are a lot of issues with black folks and vaccines in general. Um, there's been a spike in a high number of, of autism in the black community uh, due to vaccinations. Um, there's being since they, there is no scientific correlation between um, autism and vaccinations given to black youth yet but there's high speculation that um there are a lot of medical professionals that say there is a correlation between vaccines and and um high levels of of autism in not just the black community but in general uh and me being in the field of um of disability services i have had a, a few testimonies with with parents saying that this issue lied with, they believe that a vaccination caused their child or son or daughter to become um, autistic or uh, having end up having a intellectual disability or developmental disability. So that's something we really can't rule out in the United States, whether you're black or white. But we've seen a a, a spike in those numbers um, in the last, say, let's just say, 1980 with autism rates going up and um, the diagnoses of those uh, of these issues but I, I wanted to talk about the uh, the relevance of the pandering um, and I thought that was uh, kind of low you know just to say that you know because of black women and he said oh yeah because a black woman helped create the the um, Vaccination that black people should take it, and then she was on air. There was a few other black folks that were on air taking the vaccine publicly, and I'm saying publicly with air quotes because a lot of the vaccinations from the healthcare and medical professionals they will look like placebos, or they they may have been shots of saline. We have um, individuals online slowing down, and that's one thing I love about the internet is that they have individuals slowing down the. Um, the footage that we've seen on the news and they're looking and there's no syringe there's no needle in the syringe there's no no pain in the injection there, there's there's no after effects like you know so it, it listen I'm okay with them saying that you know and one thing we need to understand is I'm okay with them saying that there are some drawbacks to a vaccination and everyone who takes a vaccination they take into account that there are some drawbacks for this vaccination. Whether it's the flu vaccine, the flu vaccine has been giving people, um, and with a lot of vaccinations, they've, they've some people woke up after taking a, a, a vaccination and, and um, their gait is not right. They, their, their ability to walk is, is um, affected tremendously their ability to speak properly or they have a, a, a slow or slur of speech that's affected. So a lot of things happen when people take vaccinations. Um, and that's the issue and that's the problem. They always tell you the, the pros of vaccination, but they never tell you the, con, the cons. And some of the 
the after reading up on the COVID-19 is that a lot of people may be susceptible to the HIV AIDS virus which is also an issue in the African-American community and once again you don't want to be susceptible to something that um, when we have poor health care or our numbers are, are high amongst our community the other the other issue too is that um, a lot of the people who took the trials have Bell's palsy not a lot but a good a significant number um, has have Bell's palsy or, or have caught Bell's palsy after taking the the injection or the vaccination all of this is taken into account and black people are very reluctant I should say reluctant is a very good word to take this vaccination I am too I am very reluctant because I don't like to be pandered to. Um, The other thing, too, is that the vaccination is being rushed. Usually a vaccination or any medication or or um, drug or or pharmaceutical, it, it, it goes through a clinical trial. And even with the clinical trials that take years there are still some side effects and drawbacks once a, a drug come out of clinical trials. And we see that this is like being pushed like it's a wonder drug. And we all know that there's money to be made in the pharmaceutical industry. And usually people are not really taken care of, especially in a capitalistic society. You know, someone has to get their taste. Someone has to get their, make their money or they make their bones off of any industry not knocking it however in this climate people haven't came come first and so because of the historical issues that we face as a community and because we have been haven't been treated presently well with the COVID vaccination and the rollout or the the treatment I should say in the African-American community or what we call the quote-unquote black community we have all right and all reservations to to be reluctant to take this vaccination the other thing too there's there's a historical preference to to the medical and health industry towards black folks um one is that i'm just gonna name a few off the top of my head uh there is this gentleman called Vertus, uh, his name is Vertus Hardiman. He died in 2007 when he was a boy by the age of five. He grew up in uh, Illinois. And there was a radiation experiment that disfigured his skull. And he, he, was, he lived until he was 80 years old. However, he had radiation scars on his head. His head looks exposed, like an exposed wound. And he had that since he was five years old. Um, the story he tells is very graphic and very detailed. Is that they had a, they were doing uh, unsupervised, well, not really unsupervised, but they were doing um, experiments without the these children knowing, without the families knowing that they were doing radiation experiments on these black children, 
and they put the radiation, they exposed him to radiation too long to his uh his his head. And with that being said, he had these like this these pustules and these this scarring on his head for life. His hair is gone. Just think about the self-esteem and the things that that man had to go through. He had to wear a wig. He died in 2007, so um, rest in peace to Mr. Hardiman. But that, that's just one of many. And that would happen. That experiment happened in the 1920s. There is Henrietta Lacks. Henrietta Lacks is a, a woman who had cancer. And um, the... The cells that are cultured today are Henrietta cells. They called HeLa cells, and her family did not know that the they they took her DNA and took her her cells from her body. And mind you, this her cells are used in all of cancer modern day cancer research, and and it's in in continuum. And knowing how much money that these drugs and the pharmaceutical industry makes, they stole her her genetic material. They, they stole her DNA. Didn't tell the family. And they're making millions, if not billions of dollars since the 1920s on this research. And finally, they gave her a just due. But really, if you want to help the family out, I would say give them a portion of that money the monies because they used her their grandmother their great-grandmother's information genetic information without them knowing or without signing a waiver to say that she agreed to it and um very unethical very egregious very immoral and it's just it's just dastardly it's something that we experience as a community that's just another example. Um, we talk about the Tuskegee experiment. They, for 40 years, they injected um, black men in in the South. This was a uh, I bet uh, Tuskegee, Alabama, from 19. And this they, they had a research, and they didn't tell the gentleman that they were they were in they were signing off on research experiments. They just said that you had bad blood, quote unquote, bad blood, and that we were going to help you. And they gave those gentlemen a stipend. They gave them like, you know, food to eat. That's what they do when you're um, you're poor. They give you a little food. They give you a stipend here and there. And they tell you that, you know, we're doing a, a study, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes now for the audience. And when they when we finally came up with a a a they injected those those men with the syphilis disease and they watched the effects of syphilis take hold on these black men and when they found the cure for syphilis because it happened the cure for happened in syphilis happened in the 1940s i believe um they still they still allowed the experiment to go on so these men died of 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 syphilis and with syphilis comes it's like four stages of syphilis and the last stage the the, the third stage i think it's pustules the last stage is is like a, a form of dementia that that's undertook in 
through syphilis. And if you don't catch it, you go through these and you die very horribly. Um, and they allowed these men to die horribly. And this is something that was propagated throughout the United States. We, this is known. This is, is something known. This is not a conspiracy theory. These are not um, or things that I, I, I'm speculating on. This is this is fact. This is fact. Um, this the Tuskegee Arab uh, experiment, I believe, was um, a formal apology was given in the Clinton administration. However, a formal apology isn't enough to the fathers that that they they hurt and harmed to those families because those gentlemen had syphilis and they could have given it and they they most likely given it to them their wives. And that's what I'm talking, and that's what I talk about in um, Cotton and the Rocket Ship. It's just when you when we deal with terms of race, and I'm all for one of of improving our own being. But however, when when others do it to you, we have to keep a a historical record of why this comes about. And a lot of times we we have this um, this amnesia in America when it comes to to things in in our community, right? In the black community. So once again, we have amnesia why why black people are distrustful for the law, to, to law enforcement. But we have a historical record of why black people are are reluctant to to help the police or reluctant to engage in, in, in law enforcement and, and why we keep having these continuous riots because there's a historical preference there, right? That we have never rectified. And so in the healthcare industry with vaccinations, we see how the medical industry has treated us. And so we don't engage for example, black men are the least likely to get healthcare checkups. To our detriment, of course, but there's a reason why. They they even they had um governmental funding to say like, you know, black men could get healthcare checkups through the barbershop. You know, they were trying to train barbers to to help quell some of this um apprehension to get colon checkups or some things that ail the black community or black men in general. Same thing that, well, black women are a little bit more proactive. However, black women also fall on the sword. The godfather of gynecology. I forget the gentleman's name. I, I'm not even going to call him a gentleman. Um, I don't even call him a doctor. But he had black slaves, black women slaves. And he he operated on those women without any form of... of, of um, of painkiller, you know, no, no form of, um, no anesthetics, no, nothing of that, of that nature. So they, he just experimented and butchered these women, um, because they were his property, quote unquote property, his chattel. Um, he conducted these experiments brutally, no clean utensils, um, and we still and we give him these honorifics and these this moniker of him being the godfather of gynecology, but really it was a, a butcher. And he practiced on on black women, and that and some of that stigma of black people not being able to feel pain came from him. It comes from eugenics, 
which eugenics feeds right into this modern day um, framework of of healthcare in our in our system, and it's there. It's prevalent. Black women are dying at the operating table more in in one of, in the bet in the quote unquote best country in the world. Black women are dying more frequently at childbirth than any other race of people. Their needs are not being met. So we have this distrust and it goes way beyond the vaccine. But we have this distrust in the medical industry and we and and then they blame us to say that oh you guys don't get checked out frequently or you guys are dying of this, you guys are dying that. You forget that in the segreg- in the segregated south that we couldn't get birth certificates. There were no place to get birth certificates. That's why we had midwives. There were no place that we we could get that we could um we can we could have went to we couldn't have went to a white hospital. We had no hospitals. We had midwives. We had um the midwives were the doctors, really. Or we had some medicine men and medicine women. Those practitioners of, of the herbs and apothecaries, we had that. But as far as formalized doctorship, we didn't have that. Because they just want to experiment on you. That's what we believed. And, and they did. They experimented on us. They practiced. And so now whatever we saw, and this is less than 100 years ago. You know, these experiments that happened, I'm, I'm going to read off that Henry Adelax was 1920. The, the gentleman, uh, Virgis Hardiman, was in the 1930s. The Tuskegee Air Experiment was in 1932 to 1972. So this is recent. This is less than 100 years that some of these things had happened. Um, and, but we have this amnesia. Once again, I, I, I speak on this amnesia that we have. Uh, and they're trying to, to... And we got blamed for... COVID, right? You know, they say we wanted to party and and do all these things. We still get blamed for it. So we get blamed for our demise and then we get blamed for uh, not taking the vaccination. And the other thing too that I felt that was interesting about the pandering piece was that they tried to or they are attaching the, the ability to receive your government subsidy or your stimulus which is only going to be like $600 once again. Take note, folks which is only going to be $600 and um, that stimulus, they wanted to tie in the, the, the vaccination. They were going to withhold people's stimulus in order for them to, to take the vaccine, right? So they were just basically going to uh, strong on people. There was uh, one of the 48 laws of power. They said, be, be leery of the free bread. And that was that was one of the things that I, I, I saw that was interesting is that in order for you to get this stimulus, which is technically our money, um, in order to get the stimulus that they were going to attach the COVID testing to it. So there's always a there's always a catch. But going back to the black scene is that they're going they're going to try to push it on our community. And the reason why they're trying to well, we believe that they're trying to push it onto our community because it's practice. It's it's no different than them stealing our genetic information. 
it's no different than them looking at and when I say them, it's the health industry in America because I'm very distrustful of the health industry in, in America. And this is for my audience. I can't. I'm trying to be as objective as possible, but knowing the historical, the historical record of the, the atrocities that happened to Black folks at the hands of these professionals, and I'm saying professionals very loosely. Um, we have a right to be distrustful. We have a right to ask questions. We have a right to with, withhold or withdraw our support or tell us tell them that we don't we don't wish to support or say no. We have a right to because this happened to us and we should keep it that way. And until we start seeing rich people or wealthy people take the vaccination and truly take the vaccination then they should not ask of us to take anything without them doing it first. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, and you shouldn't either. Um, I'm hearing places like Jamaica and in the islands in the Caribbean, they're holding off until the big countries are taking um, the vaccine themselves because uh, America has a... And not just America. I'm saying America because America is like McDonald's. It's it's like the it's the face of of Western civilization right now, you know. So old world would have been Britain and Spain and Portugal in Portugal, but America. When I say America, I'm saying the ideology. I'm saying that this is the face right now. So America's like McDonald's. I say McDonald's. I mean every fast food chain. And so right now, America is championing championing this this. Um, this vaccination and there and we we see that they're looking for guinea pigs we see that some people are dying because of what we're seeing we're hearing about the effects but they're not talking about the effects and these third world countries such as africa or in the caribbean or even in india we we have had there have been whole villages wiped out because of vaccinations polio vaccines um, given to children and children are, are maimed, they're disformed, dis- disfigured because of these vaccine vaccines. And and we know that it's practice. You practice on poor people. You practice on on the darker population of the world. You wouldn't dare try this this new drug on um, a bunch of European children. And um and that's what we see globally. So when these things happen, we we take a step back and say like, wait. I know some of you guys are trying to do good, but look at the historical record. Look at what's going on in the world. For example, Bill Gates. Bill Gates doesn't have a... Um, he doesn't have any degrees in in anything. To be honest, Bill Gates is a dropout. You know, he, I'm not saying that he's not a smart man, but he he doesn't have the, the level of, of credibility as any nurses or doctors or healthcare professionals, but he's in the healthcare field. He's in a pharmaceutical field pushing vaccines. Um, and I'm not trying to paint him as a nefarious individual, but once again, I wouldn't put it past him because doing my research, he has harmed a whole village in India with his vaccinations and they want his head on trial so knowing all of this 
and knowing that America, and I'm saying America as in the Western world, and usually the Western and the European world, has done so much harm to people who look like me. We have to to kind of be leery of it, and it's just not you know not we are. It is people that look like me, but poor you jumble poor people up in there too. Because if you take some some poor white folk, they'll do it to them in, in a heartbeat too, right? Yeah, that's what governments do. They they practice on the poor. Um. So I wanted to explain to my audience that there is a deep-seated mistrust in the healthcare industry for African-Americans, and we have a record why. And so we shouldn't blame African-Americans for them not taking the virus because, honestly, my family will take our chances um, until I see, like, the third and fourth generation of this virus, until I see... Until I see some proof that everyone is has taken the 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 vaccine vaccine and they haven't shown any ill effects or it's diminished because I'm not taking generation one of anything. I don't even buy generation one technology products. <laughs> you know, like if Apple comes out with a new device, I'm gonna hold off. I'll hold off on a new device from Apple. I'll wait till Gen two. Or Gen 3. My my iPad was a, a Gen 2, Gen 3 iPad. You know, my iPods were Gen 2. <laughs> I had the iPod Touch. Um, so when it comes to technology and cars, I'm never the first one to, to purchase something c- cutting edge and pay top dollar for it. No, because you're going to have a lot of issues. You're going to... It's okay that you can be, be first, but... I would like to see the people and the players go first and then we we do because um a lot of harm has come to our community when it came to the healthcare industry and I just touched on four topics four but there's hundreds if not thousands um, I didn't even get into the uh, the Guatemala experiments where they did the same thing in the Tuskegee experiment to to, to poor people in, in Guatemala. The, I'm talking about America, the United States of America. But I will I will leave you there with some more points to ponder. And thank you for listening to Black Scene. This is Lennox Mars in Cotton and Rock Ship and Peace. <laughs>